Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook, and I'm here with another wise dream. I don't mean another wise, but I'm here with a wise dream worker, another dream worker, and I'm thrilled to uh, to do dream work with you, Carla. And I want to start by saying, you know, I was talking about in the last podcast. We, we, you know, Black Lives Matter is such a strong theme right now and that it really affected me, the murder of a man that I actually was saying his name wrong. And in honor of the movement, like, say their names, I feel it's very important that I say his name correctly. So I was speaking of the murder of Philando Castile. So I just wanted to honor that movement by correcting myself. So Dr. Carla Mazio, it's great to see you here. How are you? How are you? How is your dream life? It's okay. It's okay. It's um happening. Yes. In a like a in an instructive way, in a kind of well, at this point, subliminal um, way. Yeah, it's um, I'm very aware of my dreams uh, when I'm uh, asleep. However, I am, um, and I I'm in them and I'm conscious of them, but I'm choosing not to write them down at this current okay. time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just to sit with them and yes. let the sleep and the dream be there. I acknowledge the information, but I. Um, I don't need to. Um, I don't need to um, have a like an intellectual rendering of yeah, the story. Right, exactly. I feel like I'm I'm doing the complete process during the night, so I'm trying to streamline it. Um, unless there's something that really stands out for me to to write it down, or if I feel the um, the knowing or the the sense to to write it down yeah. or to even share it or talk about it yes so I'm kind of um holding it a little closer these days okay okay and it's very it, nice um, yeah, i always i always feel they're, that they're helpful they're always helpful and, yeah um it's interesting and uh one of the recent ones i i wrote about was innocence i had a dream about innocence um so, but you had a dream. You you said you had a dream with the dream group that you wanted to share. So I was curious. To see. Yeah, I, I would like we'll do both. I'd love to work on both of those dreams because you already sort of introduced yours. Do you want to start? I um, I'm gonna table that for right now. Oh oh okay okay good. You're holding it close. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about dream locales with you because I have I have there's a couple of different distinct places that I frequent in my dreams there's like a motel there's also like a hotel with an escalator it looks more like a mall and um and it seems like different stories happen in these different places so this was one of the, I believe, motel 
uh, dreams. And so I have a sense that I was, I don't know why, because I never used to play beer pong. <laughs> I was always more of a quarters girl, you know. Yeah. I could hold a quarter by the wings, you know, and let it fly into the cup. So that was the beer game that I played. I never really played, maybe I did once, you know, paid beer pong, but ever since we were playing beer pong and, um, and I was with a bunch of people, I think just guys. And then there's one guy that I see, he's sort of lying back on, on one of these big couches and, um, and I, and I think, oh, I want to come back and talk to him after I do, don't remember what. And, and that was one of the dreams because my question about that dream is, you know, like it felt like there's going to be a new meeting that's going to be significant. I'm just using it now for the literal way, but like what, what could that symbolize more metaphorically is my question. Oh, wait, wait. so your dream was that you were in a motel or a hotel or some some place and yes um beer pong yes and there was a meeting with a guy but you had to do something and then you were coming back um i yes all of that yes but um but you know what it felt like is like it felt like one of those high school trips to when I was like a junior in high school we went down to Daytona Beach Florida and we had like a big cooler filled with like grain alcohol and juice and fruit and it was one of the more unhealthy <laughs> unhealthy times in my in my youth but um kind of felt like that like we were all we all had gone away together because we were playing beer pong, you know, I, that's what I associate with beer pong, you know, playing a drinking game. Mm. And what were, were you leaving and coming back? Who, who was this guy? So he was someone who I had known him from something. I'm like, oh, you're here, you know, and it, and it makes me wonder, actually, I've had, oh, it really makes me wonder this. I've had a guide in uh, my dreams that often does whatever feat I need to do ahead of me to show me that I can do this. So for instance, the guide jumped once in a dream from the dock to the ship. And I was like, okay, I'm going. And I was then able to do it. I had a, f uh, well now, I mean, this is all right now. I'm having a feeling he's like, he's like that guide. Uh, persona persona so so showing you the way yeah so so can you say again in the dream you were can you explain that part I didn't catch it where you were doing that part with the person um I was just I was had been playing a drinking game and I think it was walking to the kitchen, I have like a feeling I was gonna make a sandwich or something. Pretty banal, you know, like it was really not a, a big gesture that I was walking by him. 
But um, this is interesting because if it is my association of having gone to Daytona Beach in high school and then those years in high school and again in um, early, early college, I really was drinking too much, you know, and other, other substances as well. And so uh, that's talking to me right now as I sit here sipping my Mexican coffee with tequila in it. So uh, really, I'm drinking that? Really, I am. <laughs> Wait, there's tequila in your coffee? Just a, just a, just a shot, just a splash. I feel like I'm, I'm microdosing tequila. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you're saying who else was in the room? Anyone else in this? Yeah, there, there was, there was a lot of just like average shirtless you know, high school guys. Oh, it was all guys. I think it was all guys. Oh, wow. But I didn't feel, I mean, as you might feel, that misogyny is afoot if you're in a bikini in Daytona Beach, you know, Were you in a bikini? drunk. Uh, not in the dream, but in Daytona Beach, I was. Okay. I'm wow. just associating. I never, I never did that spring break stuff. Um, yeah. You wow, didn't, okay. didn't miss anything. No, I never wanted to do that. <gasps> yeah. The crowds and the craziness. Oh. Yeah, not you. So, okay. Not you at all. Yeah, no. So uh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy drinking. I'll have maybe one drink a day. And oh, some, and some days, yeah. some days, no drinks. I, I don't think that you were ever a drinker. Oh, yes. I didn't think you liked alcohol, actually, at all. Really? That's, yeah, I, that's I thought you never Awesome. Did. I love that you had that idea of me. I did. I, I had a big, big drinking, uh, you know, vomiting, drinking into high school, early college, freshman year. I, um, I did maybe have... I have a problem and I so I stopped so but I'm thinking maybe maybe the guide is here to say hey remember back in the days you went to Daytona Beach and you were like drinking too much and you filled the cooler with green alcohol and fruit juice and oranges and yeah well maybe you maybe want to like not have a splash of tequila in your coffee daily what was your intention what, why do you think you were drinking? Why am I? Why am I drinking? Well, why were you then? Or why oh no, then I was, you know, seventeen. I didn't know. I didn't know myself. Say more. Say more about it, because there's there's a lot to say about it. Just like there is about pot, there's a lot to say about alcohol. Um. Okay. So, well, I'm trying to remember where in the chronology of my life would that vacation be? You know, if, it, if I was a junior in high school, it would have been when my, 
you, you it's always comes down to my mom, right? I mean, it always does. Um, I would have just found out she was diagnosed with cancer. So would have begun that journey that ultimately took her life when I was 25. So at 17? So at 17. So maybe that would have been part of the reason why I just wanted to drink. I just wanted to drink. I wanted to not, not even have that be part of my reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm drinking because <sighs> I'm bored. I'm bored. Are you really bored? I'm not bored at all. I'm really not so why bored. Did you, that? you know, what it comes down to is similar reasons why I like, well, marijuana I have a different relationship with because it's also my medicine. But um, I used to feel about marijuana, you know, well, every moment could be enhanced with a little marijuana. <laughs> like, choose any moment and you can enhance it. So I, I think that's what I'm feeling about the little shot of alcohol these days. All right, to enhance it. Yeah. To enhance it because what would happen about um, enhancing? What, what about enhancing it? Make it more interesting to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's more interesting because um, life makes more sense that way and death? Well, I don't know. It also it connects me with a certain, you know, certain social group that we have like a happy hour together every week. And that's how I had started uh, enjoying tequila and it's white tequila. Mm. It's so good. Mm. Luna Azul, I think. And, mm. um, and, and we got margarita mix and, um, and I, discovered Mexican coffee so uh, it's just it's just a nice like break from how hard life can be so it's different than marijuana for you how is it different um it's likely the same reason that I'm if if the marijuana was recreational for me which it it has been you know, and, and can be for sure, um, then it's very much similar. Okay. Okay. So you're saying it's a social thing and it's also associated with, um, sorry, are you? I'm good. Okay. Um, also associated with a painful experience of life, um, and her mortality, life and death. Maybe it puts me in that um, more open state of being open to life and death. Or you wanted to party, you're saying, that there's a 
there's a celebrate you wanted to celebrate life in a way you wanted to be with these guys you wanted to play the the game yeah. uh, you wanted to kind of check out a bit and enjoy and um celebrate life right you know, so close to death did it seem to kind and of i think of tequila a bit did it seem to what counterbalance the death you were dealing with um I, it did. It just, this is why I attributed my early years of smoking marijuana was because I just wanted to dull how intense life could be. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that way, yeah, it, it served that same purpose. I also believe tequila all the more so because I believe the Mexican acknowledgement, the folk art depicting death, the day of the dead, is is uh, a more reverent culture that mm -hmm. that um, is honoring that stage of of the soul's life and um, and so in that way I feel like drinking tequila is mm. more appropriate for mm -hmm. me. So the agave. Then yeah, exactly. Have the worm in it? No, that's mezcal. This oh, is okay. not, and this is white tequila it's so good so come, there's no to come over i'll make you a margarita <laughs> you know i i learned how to do a shot when i was in mexico really yeah it was with my family my host family and they showed me how to do a shot with the lime and the salt oh yeah yeah salt shot the tequila is it's its own you know every kind of liquor has its own energy to it i love tequila which is interesting right so it comes from from a plant yes is yes. it the yucca plant i believe it is the yucca plant okay i think so unless yeah yeah i um, believe it is the yucca plant and there's only there's only like two regions in mexico where they can make tequila mm. and one of them is called tequila <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was always your that that was the drink you liked yeah not anything else well i did drink um <sighs> uncle someone's rum what was that one okay. uh, uncle oh gosh well that's good that i no longer remember yeah it was a it was like a spicy rum Okay. And um, really liked that. Yeah, I would say those. So it was a grain alcohol in the dream. What's the grain alcohol? Is that the tequila? Yuck. No, it's just like the highest grain alcohol, but no taste. And okay. so you just drink it and we made it with like, I mean, it's like what you drink when you want to get it's, it's, uh, out of your head. Like, right, boom. right. So, uh, yeah, we had done that. And, um, so is it like an opiate? I don't know what an opiate would be like. I don't know, but that kind of checking out. So the grain alcohol that it's, it's uh, I think it was more like, I don't know if this is a word, vomitous. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So you yeah. wanted to throw up. Oh, no, you mean it, 
you will throw up. Wait, did you want it or not? If you're drinking yeah. green alcohol, that's in your future. So, um, so it was a game. What was the game? Like I said, it's beer pong. So it's like hitting a ping pong with your ping pong paddle and letting it bounce and then land in a beer. And if it lands in the beer, then you drink that beer. So the whole point was to get drunk. Yeah. And to be with guys and their shirts off in a bikini. I don't know. I don't feel that there was um, any I mean, or was there misogyny a going on. All right, but no, like a sexual component. You know, you were coming into your sexuality. You're a teenager. You're 17. Your mom's dying. She's the feminine in your life, and you're you're coming. In, you know, you're past puberty, and you're blossoming as a young woman. Um, and so, what about that piece? Just in the dreamscape, there were there were these guys. The yeah, I mean, I even think these are the guys that I met in Daytona Beach. Okay. Uh, How many times were you in Daytona? I was with three girlfriends, and then we met random people from other high schools around um, the country. I, I thought that was only college that people went. No, we were 17. That's young. I never went in college to those you, things. How many times did you go in high school? Just that one time. Just the one time, okay. That was crazy, right? That's a crazy place to be at 17. They drive on the beach. That's a crazy place to be at any age. I know, but especially 17, you're so young and so vulnerable. And it's amazing that nothing bad happened. You know, I mean, people can be molested. Thank, thank, thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. All poisoning, all of that, you know. Yes, that. I'm very grateful. So, but it, so your your parents let you go. Yes. Why did they let you? But go? I have to also have to say this was the 1980s, you know, and there there wasn't the helicopter parenting in my I world. Know, that's true. That that and there is true. today, and you know yeah, now I don't know about um, Natalie Holiday, the young woman who disappeared in Aruba, you know, from her school. She was whatever on a trip. And um, so now we all know about the dangers. So now I don't know. I have sons. I don't know. I don't know that, you know, but my friends who have daughters, they let their daughters. You have to, you know. And um, no, I know. I was on a bus to Vermont with my sister. And when we were preteen, you know, when we were just early teens. Yeah. Um, but and we were given $20. We thought we were rich and put on a bus and sent to Vermont. To sent to place. your other sisters. Yeah. yeah. Joan, Joan's cabin. And it yeah. was a blast. We brought a, a deck of cards and we played cards and met people and thank God it was safe. Yeah. But it it was that. a different time, you know. It was. But it that was, was the time of Ted Bundy. That was the time of serial killers also. Yeah. But we didn't, I, we didn't have three zillion and 10 uh, media sources. It wasn't 24-7 media knowing about any of it. You know, know. we that, weren't we obsessed. We, we yeah, uh-uh. We knew to be brave. Yeah. And for that, I'm very glad. That's taught me a lot. 
You had to be street smart. It's important to be brave in all aspects of life. It's, and all the street smarts. It's that you yes. had to develop some common sense. Absolutely. And resilience um, to cover yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oof, I could tell you some stories. Yes. About that. Yes. But so what is, so you had, but in the dream, you thought this person was kind of showing you something. What was he showing you? I just think maybe it was a little cautionary. You know, I, I can have an addictive personality, you know, with marijuana, even though it's now my medicine, it wasn't always. Everyone has an addictive personality. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Mazio. <laughs> I mean, that's the human condition. Whether yeah. they accept it or not, it's the case. So, um, you know, I feel similarly about the sugar in my coffee. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you say money? Yeah, that was. Sex. That's another. Yeah, and all of those things, you know. So I kind of think maybe my guide was there, like, haven't seen you in a while. You know, I had a strong attraction to him, but I also saw his benevolence it wasn't like a sexual attraction i don't think it was like um more like energetic or if i could say that you know but um but there was something in his being there and his gaze that perhaps was just saying you know you've been drinking tequila every day and this is your third bottle of white in these three months, so that's not so bad, you know. That's not so bad, mm -hmm. but maybe I just need to need to watch it. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Carla. This was my psychology session. <laughs> no, <laughs> my well, doctor Mazio. I'm your friend, and sitting in the basement. I'm not your psychologist. And I'm in my treetop neighborhood yes, of birds and squirrels, where glad to say I am one of the neighbors yes. in this neighborhood. Mr. Rogers, that you belong. And, I do um, belong. That's do. what you said, right? That you belong. And I that feel you, I do. You say hello to people. And, um, and they, you know, these are like, you know, squirrel people and bird people. Mm -hmm. They're not human people no no well human people say hello you have lots of visitors no i'm talking about my treetop neighborhood oh okay i am the only human in my treetop neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's funny when my cats go in this window cell they're also in the neighborhood and but like the birds and the squirrels aren't like too alarmed about it you hear a bird alarm once in a while when my cat gets outside you'll right. hear and i'll yeah. be like oh my god bird alarm in the neighborhood get yeah. puma <sighs> and that's very upsetting to me because i feel like how can i be a good neighbor if i let my cat kill kill the neighbors mm -hmm. yeah well cats are a pain <laughs> Dogs are pain. 
I, I have to say I'm a little um, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of my my uh, domesticated animals at the moment <laughs> because they just want food. They just want food. Yeah, I, I don't like people who don't like domesticated them. animals. I'm sorry, Carla. I do well, love you, but, you. but the, I man I met last it. night doesn't I like domesticated animals. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Who said that? Uh, Pisha, we have domesticated all of these animals. We're just gonna like leave them to fend for themselves. Like, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's take care of these animals that we have domesticated and that we can now adopt as family fur family fur members. Yeah, creatures. So <laughs> fur and feather members. Whole spiel about domesticated animals. Who's saying not to have? Them. I'm not going to say, but it was, you know, it was not to my liking. <laughs> okay. okay. <sighs> Only because obviously, obviously that's where we all want to get, you know, to like, or not, not, not maybe all of us, but, you know, a more honoring of the animals, but we have domesticated them, we have bred them and crossbred them, and now they're in the world. So can we be on both tracks simultaneously? As like, yeah, open my home and my heart to animals, but I'm not promoting getting a, like a puppy mill dog or something. You mean further domestication? Yeah. You know, it's tricky. It, it is tricky because um, there's the companionship, which is very nice. There's Amazing. also the companionship with the birds that I have, um, which I enjoy. And, um, but animals, they have their own intention as far as um, creating their space and, um, you know, there's always that level of dominance, uh, unfortunately, that seems to be a part of it. Um, or that it's the cycle of life. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is that. And, uh, you know, if you don't feed me and if you don't do this. Then I will kill your birds. I will kill your backyard birds. You or, might, you or might or have think I'll, I'm in the tour. where you don't want me to poop. Right. You always fed the bird that Tober would kill in, in Tober's bowl and not feed her and say, you're going to kill it, then you're going to eat it. Hmm. How did that go for you, Carla? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still working on it. Okay. I, I think she just hides it better these days. That she killed a bird. She just doesn't bring it in the house anymore. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not. Ask don't the birds. All around me. But the, it's funny because the, the babies, the birds bring their babies and they, they bring the innocent. That has to do with the dream I think I had and the devil oh. and kind of God's, um, uh, the Achilles heel of kind of the story yes. uh, related to innocence and sacrifice. So, so animals will bring their young and their innocent to um, uh, someone that they consider higher in power and will either sacrifice and kill and eat their baby or will protect their baby. It will go either way. And I found that with the birds over the last um, 
you know, decade where they would bring, and now I have a lot of species of birds, which is, is really lovely. Um, and each time right now I have a woodpecker and the young one is in and, and the blue jays um, and the, the titmouse. And, um, I love the tufted titmouse. I love the cedar waxwing. That's my favorite. And that they'll, they'll bring the, the young one. I love the eastern bluebird. Oh, yeah, I have a bluebird too. I, I saw, saw, oh, sorry. The Oriole uh, in Rosendale. I saw, a, I never have seen a red winged blackbird around here. Oh, I, saw I have a red winged blackbird around here. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. And, and uh, the boys, Phelan and Lev, saw a pileated woodpecker in yes. my little backyard. I've never yes. seen a pileated woodpecker here. I've seen the smaller you know, red-headed woodpeckers. Equanimity in the bird revelation. I've seen a heron who lives yes. around here. Dave Chappelle, equanimity in the bird revelation. So it's great. You really like Dave Chappelle. I've been watching a lot of Dave I, Chappelle I lately. The, 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 um, the last few episodes, um, of his stand-up. I'll look for it. Yeah, the equanimity in the bird revelation. Okay. Um, so I kicked her in the pussy. That was his punchline, and then he builds around it. I mean, and some of it, it's really raw, but it's, it's um, he talks about free speech and the importance of free speech. And in comedy, it's probably the last frontier. And there's, there's some truth in that, you know? Yeah. So, well, you're the so, second person in two days who I know wants to do stand-up, and I can't wait to cheer you on. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been so busy. I'm just like constantly fixing and fixing and fixing things, um, and dealing with all the the businesses that I don't have time um, to write or to. And so I'm trying to, today was the first day to really just sit and try to gather. Myself you know, you could together. record like no, in the middle I'm, of this I'm or that. Together. Like I'm starting to sing now and sing out loud. I love it. Great. And so that is helping with my voice because I've had a lot of trauma to my throat chakra. Yes. Uh, physically. Yes. And uh, literally. <laughs> yes. And metaphorically. So. Um, um, all of those ways. All the above. Yes. So I, so, so I'm finally um, singing and. That's beautiful. So the comedy is coming. I have to find my own style and my own place with it. So it's, it's forming and I really feel like I'm in the process. I can't rush it. I just have to let it um, kind of come together and coalesce, I guess. I love it. All right. Well, take your time. You know, but thank but... you for your support. I appreciate that. I, I mean, like, what a better place to do a comedy routine than, well, I guess it's not the best place because you don't have an audience, like, no, cheering you in. Because I could just right. imagine the audience. I don't need a live audience. Yeah, totally. I, I like how Bill Maher is handling that right now. I like that, too. Yeah, they'll have, like, an audience from the Met Gala or an audience from, you know, <laughs> like, old, and then people are laughing. Like, little, little wind-up toys is my audience. Uh, so we'll give you a laugh track and then you'll yeah <laughs> i i have now i really want those little like plastic things you know and little like plastic toys i think that would be great okay oh you were serious about that <laughs> <laughs> well 
just, you know, uh, that's great. So, okay, Carla. Okay. Was so, um, great. So that was you. it for your dream. Um, so oh, I have to honor it. Take heed and how go. can I honor it? I'm just going to honor it by like, I, I can't. What would you call it? What? Oh, what do I call it? Beer pong? Question mark. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't serve anything for you. But I like the use of the word serve in that because when you serve in tennis right so that's a cool serve a drink you serve right. a drink As yeah. a cocktail waitress yeah right right so um so yeah it just sounds like it's a negative experience for you and really nothing positive oh no way a lot of positive oh make okay. no mistake but uh, like i didn't need to be didn't need to be alcohol that brought that on and that took me a little while to learn so now that I know it completely and now I'm back drinking a little bit because I'm a little freaked out you know where this pandemic is like is happening you know and we really? are what's that is it really happening yeah seems a little surreal it seems a lot of surreal Yes, it does, certainly. Yeah. So, um, and I've heard from, you know, friends who are nurses or who have uh, another friend who is a nurse or a sibling. And um, it's really happening, Carla. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's as a fear aspect for me. And I think I've talked to you about this. I don't know why this is relevant to me but my great grandmother whose name was Luba in the old country and uh, at Ellis Island they gave her the name Lily yes. it was so much Luba so she um, she had she's my grandmother's biological mom and she died in the flu of 1918 mm -hmm. which doesn't it just makes me know about someone who did perish in my lineage, you know, but it doesn't, I mean, everybody is affected by that because we haven't had a pandemic in a hundred something years. So a hundred, two years. So um, it does have fear for me. Like I don't want to live in fear, but I also, I want to, you know, wear my mask and social distance and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's interesting that this is the only thing that is being discussed right now and that every other disease and illness is not being discussed and that they started out with three symptoms? Being shortness of breath, a fever. What are the three symptoms that you're thinking of? Yes, and a cough. And the cough, like a, like a shallow cough. But don't you think that's strange that it was three symptoms? And that this is the only thing on the news these days, and it's really about the news and other things in play. You you don't question it at all. Oh, I do question it very much, but I'm, you know, weighing my my information with 
you know, yeah, I think. What you see anymore is to be true. How do you know where you're getting your information from? Right. Well, if it's a personal, because I have a couple of personal friends who are nurses. Mm -hmm. So when you know that the healthcare system is so overtaxed. How many cases in in New Paltz or Ulster County have there been? How many deaths? I just looked it up the other day. Uh, a thousand somewhat cases, maybe more. Do you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think like, I think it's like 10% of the cases res- result in death. Mm. I think it's a lot less than that. And, and it might be, I might be mistaken for sure. So, but this is about the news and there's a lot of other things going on. Um, do you know about gaslighting, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you know about gaslighting? Uh, I used to joke with my my older son, like, you're gaslighting me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when the person makes you feel like you're the crazy one. And there was a film in the 1940s, mm-hmm. black and white film about the husband who moves the clock every day and makes the wife feel like she's losing it little by little. Mm-hmm. I, what it, was that what you were going to say? Yeah, yep, that's the film. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I mean, what I think is that, I mean, if I thought there was anybody powerful enough to have this, like, global conspiracy Mm-hmm. then I might entertain that. But um, I just, I just think, you know, people, people are dying, you know, so. So you might entertain that if someone was that powerful enough. To, to like, ha- you know, plan a, like a Dr. Evil character. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Evil, like a sociopath. To like, plan this whole global pandemic yeah i know and then this economic you know uh hardship and this racial unrest because people are being paid off i had a dream about the tennis and um some wealthy man paying people to act so the acting would be part of the gaslighting yeah but i'm so tired of all these like conspiracy theories that crisis actor oh she's a crisis actor we saw her at parkland we saw her at sandy hook she's a crisis actress like fucking fuck you you're just conspiracy theorist and this you know the tragedy can happen to many people and some humans look a lot alike you know how you know how different how different are humans but it is true that we we have to question and be able to dialogue first and foremost and be able to have conversation. Um, and secondly, to, to question what we do see um, in the media or in the news, because everything can be doctored and online um, is is can be made up. And so, I mean, that's what has happened in China, correct? So this is reality we have to face and deal with. And I think that's probably why you were drinking when you were 17 and your mom, you know, was dying or becoming ill 
and the reality was a little too much it was a little too much exactly it's exactly the parallel yeah oh my sister thank you as i drink my mexican coffee oh i don't know if you actually could hear me because my mic was up here I, I just want to say thank you. It's true. All of it. Cool. Next time we'll do it. Someone else's dream. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, oh, we'll talk about innocence. Holomod Metukim. Goodbye, my dear Carla. Goodbye, Yuska. You can turn off your camera, did you? And then I don't, I think I could just, I just ended my, myself. Okay. But I still can talk to you. Are you saying goodbye to me too? Mm -hmm. What do you have? Places to go, people to see? <laughs> no. <laughs> Today I'm watching Netflix and I'm playing in my basement. I want to hang out with you and watch Netflix at a social distance from each other. That would be awesome. You could I, sit in my... Good picks. I have good picks, and Netflix is awesome. But tell me, what are you, what's your pick for me today? Well, I've been interested in watching Versailles. Okay. And um, so I've been in that series. And um, is it like a fashion? Like Versailles? A... No, it's a um, King Louis of France. Oh, Versailles, France. Yes, it's a time period piece. Oh, I I love time. Time pieces. I know. Yeah, I think you would find it interesting. This might still be recording. It is because I see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go. All right. I would love to catch up with you though. Ciao, Ciao Bella. Another time. Ciao, Bella.